The Yuletide TV podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you. You ask me how this time of year makes me feel. I suspect you're a kindred spirit, so I know you'll understand when I say Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast, the podcast where we try and find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. I'm Chris, and with me as always are my co-host Brian. Oh, it's good to see you. Boy, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I just wanted to, I was, I've been so weird the last like stretch, I wanted to be normal, and here we are. Hello, Chris. You seemed excited and then just very confused. I, I did get very confused. I forgot where I was. Were you on Mayor of Easttown there? I haven't even seen that yet. That, that was a hard-to-place accent. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I was just trying to go into with enthusiasm, be present, not have a delayed response. In- now you're being transatlantic. <laughs> it was almost like you were a Kramer, like, barging into the door, but you came into the wrong apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, where were we? And John. i'm that guy i'm the john yeah (laughs) today is the first of our two-part christmas in july special no guest just the og bad boys of christmas podcasting here to rock your ear holes with our hot holiday takes uh but before we get into it though it's been a while since i've just checked in with my co-hosts so uh how are we doing boys how are we feeling warm warm yeah there's a heat advisory in Utah. We're in the middle of a drought, but this bad boy still isn't afraid to get into Dad's brandy stash. <laughs> how is? I don't know how that prevents you from it. How is like? How is like? To me, how did Colorado come off for like a super wet month, and then you were you guys are still just like a little piece of beef jerky down there? You know what it is? Racism. That's what it is. <laughs> you, this is God's punishment for Utah being as racist. Is this is this is this what happens when we burn an, uh, a syringe effigy with medical tyranny written on it? Because oh, if so, so, I would like to speak to the manager. I think uh, every time a Utah Jazz fan yells the N word at a player, <laughs> you get one more day without rain. I think it's <laughs> be here just, for a while, folks. I think it's just that Great Salt Lake. It's just making things very dry. It is. Actually, you know, songs. that, I mean, I think the it's mayor, or what was it? The mayor or the president of the arena, you know, gave everybody in that arena a good stern talking to after that happened. I like the idea of it being a mayor. I just like that as a title. Mayor. <laughs> I, am the the, mayor. I am the mayor of the arena. Hello, I am the arena mayor. I am a gorgeous stallion, because of course I'm spelling mayor, M-A-R-E. <laughs> No, it's just it's like Mary Town. It's just an it's just a it's just an angry lady whose best ears are behind her. Or are they? Or are they? <laughs> it's the most disappointed substitute teacher you've ever had. <laughs> Mayor I I watched that show with my fiance and I I just did not care for it very much. I thought it was very good, but every time they had Siobhan on the screen, I wanted to turn it off. April, watch that show without me, and I'm okay with it. Because yeah. sometimes you get you get this issue with young actors where they're like given a little more to 
chew on than they've been given before. And then they're like, I'm going to do this just to the 12th level. And it's just so distracting. And I think that show has that. But you know what show doesn't, Chris? What? Uh, Dash and Lily. That's that's true. I mean, yeah. at least not. I mean, I think there's some arguments that could be made for that assessment in some certain ways with this show. Yes. But, you know, one is better than the other, but that's okay. I know we're going to get into judgments about this show later, but I am quite pleased with this show as the origins for a buddy cop setup. <laughs> okay. We can we can dig into that. I think I think you know this was a kind of a last minute call. If you listen to our Letter Kenny episode, we didn't really have a plan. We went with this as the plan, uh, and uh, because we were like, we gotta somehow match the energy and passion that a Christmas Carol brought to it. Exactly. This it could only be worse than a Christmas Carol, but <laughs> I mean, I think hopefully we're trending in a hard opposite direction uh, from last year's Christmas Carol escapades. God, it'd be really funny if it somehow got worse. Well, the color scale is certainly better. Yep. It's... Yeah, this, this guy knows there's other lenses besides blue and black. The, pro- <laughs> the production values seem better. <laughs> uh, if you can't tell, we're, we're uh, very much looking forward to discussing today's episodes. And no, your ears did not deceive you. I did say episodes, plural. We're, we're tackling multiple episodes in one big chunk. We're going to do another big chunk in July. Uh, but today we'll be talking about the first four episodes of Dash and Lily, which originally debuted on November 10th, 2020, and is available on Netflix if you'd like to watch it for yourself. But if you haven't had a chance, here's a little bit of what happened in the first four episodes. The series begins with Dash discovering a red notebook in a bookstore, inviting him to partake in a series of challenges to learn the identity of the notebook's owner. Dash is looking for someone to commiserate with during the holiday season as he has abandoned his family and is still recovering from a breakup with his ex, Sophia. Little does he know that the notebook's owner, Lily, is a Christmas fanatic who has had her typical holiday turned upside down by her family leaving for Fiji and Florida. Her brother Langston helps her concoct the ploy with the notebook, and she and Dash invite each other to partake in an escalating series of misadventures exploring their favorite activities and spots in the city. Lily gets pushed to her limit, though, at a Hanukkah punk show and is unable to hand off the notebook. Dash works to chase her down and is eventually able to retrieve the notebook with help from his friend Boomer. Journeying out to see a neighborhood's Christmas light display, Dash is given hope that the season and Lily might just be worth it, only for Sophia to send him a text asking if they can meet up. Chris, I just have one question about this episode. Did it make you hollow with a C? I mean, that third episode, I, I said we were going to discuss this at some point, and maybe this is where we start our discussion. If, like, my favorite episode of these first four was the third episode. The third episode I thought was fantastic. Oh, really? I, was, I'm, I, I thought the second was very, very good. Okay, I get that. So my initial my initial interpretation of the show was like, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be a bad two hours of my life. And then I was like, okay, this is surprisingly good. And then the second one, I'm like, okay, this has like a little bit of like actual like heart to it as far as like young adult content goes. And I thought the third one just kind of got a little weird, a little weird boy for me. Well, I don't know. That's, that's kind of what I liked about it. 
Uh, but Brian, that's kind of the point of it too. That's true, I guess. You know, and that's why I like I agree with Chris, but for different reasons as the third because I I enjoyed the first two uh, uh, from their uh, perspectives from Dash and then Lily's, but you know, really the whole time I'm thinking, okay, I want both of them to kind of interact and I want to see both sides of it. And uh, we got a little bit more of that at the start of the second episode. And then I was very distracted by how much I miss Happy Endings and Adam Pally and uh, Dwayne. Wait. The Rock oh, Johnson. shit. Dwayne it was the Dwayne Johnson. The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Hold on a second. Where are, you go- where are you going with this, Brian? Yeah, I'm so I'm on a journey. Remember, hold on a second. You can hear me typing, okay? So Damon Wayne Jr. and Adam Pally form their own uh, bar mitzvah hype team. Yes, yes. And I just wanted them to pop out the whole damn time. So, uh, I think, (laughs) first of all, that's very funny. Uh, Damon Wayne should be in more things. Just put Damon Wayne's in a thing. (laughs) Right. But I think the reason I didn't like the third one, I just thought about it very hard, is I hate when things are obsessed with, making a large city cool yeah you know you could almost you could almost say like this show could be called like dash and lily and new york because new york's kind of like the third character here is new york you know popular? and the city's so Dude. just the new york is just so alive and i feel like you know you can't base a show in new york without really showing people what new york is actually like mm-hmm. you know i just mm-hmm. it's a. Uh, First of all, perpetually empty for some reason. And then <laughs> very, very easy to walk outside in the middle of the street of a Macy's in the height of holiday season. Yeah, and then you, like, when she's, like, going into the, like, where the bouncer and drag is, like, trying to, like, push her away at the door, just zero people around. Just yeah. Complete emptiness. Like, it's like, yeah, I get it. There's probably cool music in New York. And it's just, that stuff always grinds me. It's, LA is so much probably more guilty than New York, but New York is also very guilty of this, where it's like, it's, it's the only city where this story could happen. No, no city is where this story could happen. <laughs> like, that's, this city could happen, this story could happen in zero places. But have you guys been to a bookstore in New York? No, yeah, and you know, it's, it's my greatest shame is that I've only been to bookstores in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> I will never I will never like a book as much as someone who would like a book in New York. <laughs> that that is that is the impression you get uh from from this, I will say. To a degree. I, I get where you're coming from though, John. Like that second episode, because here's the thing, and and I hope you know, maybe we can agree, maybe we don't. But uh, Dash kind of sucks. Yeah, he's uh, not a good character. <laughs> and it's and it's a tough sell at the beginning of this show to start with him. Because you're like, a lot of this seems to be your own fault. Like, you are making decisions to be miserable and to be a kind of an insufferable person. Uh, and then Lily comes in in the second episode, which I think just brightens the whole thing up a little bit. And that actress is playing Lily just on the right side of grading. Like, it comes very, very close to being intolerable. But but she pulls it off as charming, I think. Well, and that's... I think the actor... Um, I forget his name. We'll just call him Diet Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
does a really good job. Call me by my uh, name. <laughs> I think he does a really good job of playing a teenager, which is what he's doing, and intentionally putting yourself in stupid situations because you're a dumb young kid. And you don't realize certain things like, oh, I don't have to be miserable. And this is what immaturity is kind of like. Especially a right? cool Zoomer teen where you know yeah. Jewish punk bands and you read old books. And you drink straight brandy in your dad's penthouse apartment in New York you, City. While you watch a French subtitled black and white film on a projector about love and homicide. How long do you think you would make it in a conversation with this kid if he was like your cousin and you had to talk to him at a family reunion? Ooh. I would get blackout drunk before everybody showed up. Oh, I would just, this guy, would I would just be dreading him because I'd like, all he's going to try to do is make me feel bad for not fucking seeing a dumb movie. Or worse, your mom is always encouraging. He's like, go hang out with him, okay? He's not talking to anybody, okay? Would you go, like, make him feel welcome? He's like, fuck, he doesn't want to do that. He's standing in the corner intentionally. Right? What do you want from me? I've watched all of Sherlock in preparation for this shit's arrival. <laughs> I, do, I do think that, like, part of the most unbelievable thing in uh, this episode, or in this couple of episodes, is that this guy has friends. Uh, right? <laughs> he, has, he has more friends than the conventionally attractive girl. Yeah. Right? Well, right. Like, uh, also, that the person who has a positive outlook on life and expresses themselves in new york city of all places can't find any friends but this guy who is like this dour prep is just like i know the i know the hollaback boys i have boomer boomer was like one of my favorite characters in this show i think there's a lot of strong side characters in this show so far Easily. Like Basil E. Basil E. He is like a 12 out of 10 character. It's an elite character. I like that the the actress was just like, oh, you're like not going to direct me? Tight, I'm going to do this so weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going. I will do this as weird as I can. But I'm I'm going to be a presence. There was a, there's a, I, I'm a big fan of like the Ringers like movie podcast. And there's always a award they do at the end of a movie for the performer who's in a different movie than the movie they're in. <laughs> and she is absolutely not in this show. She's in a different show, but it's, like, fine. <laughs> my my favorite example of that is Transformers 4. Stanley Tucci is in a completely different movie, and I want to be watching that movie so badly. <laughs> it, I, honestly, like, nine times out of ten is, like, the second movie is almost always better. Like, <laughs> I would say, like, the only time it is, it we, is like, are we, ta- are we still talking about Transformers? <laughs> like, no, just like any time an actor is doing their own, their own, their own movie during a TV show or movie where they're like, fuck you, I'm the main character. <laughs> like, it's almost always you're almost like, even if it's like, honestly, even a little bit in Goodfellas, like when Joey Bats is like in, on the screen, you're like, kind of want to see what Joey Bats was up to. <laughs> <laughs> right like this one i just like i would be like fine if the show just dropped it's like this is a show about basil Lee. she's going on tour with the rolling stones again you're like tight <laughs> fuck dash and lily 
I do I do hope we get more Basile in the in the back half. I'm sure we will. I think I think I was very like happy that we did like these first four episodes, like there is a story arc going on here and like we ended at a cliffhanger of like these characters are going on a journey and you can very much be a part of that journey. And I've been enjoying that mm-hmm. a lot. What I can't get past is at the heart of this, Nick and Nora's Christmas playlist is still a young adult <laughs> show geared towards those kids. <laughs> I, what sucks is we're just dunking on the show because it's like a young adult <laughs> show, but in general, it's, it is very, it is so much better executed. Than, it is, like, it and I will give it right that. To be. It's very charming and it's well done. But at the same time, it's v- like nobody understands me. Oh, yeah. uh, that character's on friend. But like, I think that's I, I think to John's point though, like that's young adult bullshit. Yeah. But it's also like, I have been at high school dances where I have sat on the sidelines and watched. Oh like, yeah. Just like stood by myself watching everyone else like be in this mosh pit and just being like, what am I doing here? And not, yeah. and just doing that for three hours. <laughs> well, you know, and you can extend that even still to the idea of you've been out at a bar before where you don't want to be out and you're standing there for three hours just having that thought of, what am I doing? Like, it doesn't necessarily go away. You just, you got more, uh, uh, you have less pressure almost for the context that you're in. No, I I absolutely agree with you. But saying bar brought up another question I had for you guys, which is, did you also have a lot of trouble at the beginning figuring out how old these characters were supposed to be? I thought they I were thought, college age. Yeah, like, I thought everybody was coming like back 21. from their first year of college. Yep. Yeah. That, yeah. The, I thought maybe like a little more deep into college, because like junior? I don't know, Zoom, Zoomers are yeah, like twenty one year olds. Like Zoomers <laughs> yeah. are Zoomers are just that. fucking bizarre though. So, like, I could see them being like, yeah, I've, I hang around in bookstores. I would never buy an online book. Like, I let me tell you why this book is in the wrong space, because this is my whole personality. Because they identify themselves by which fucking TikTok they get on. Like, my Tell us how you really feel about Zoomers, John. No, they're... I, dude, we fucking sucked. Like, we, <laughs> yeah, we, we sucked... Did. We sucked so much worse than them. Like, we were also, like worse informed and like we were just like worse informed and we were behaved the same way right like for us we were basically all identified ourselves like i like this kind of music and this kind of tv like that's like what all of our personalities were at 19 uh but like it's like it's it's I'm like really into no doubt and the office yeah you laugh but this is <laughs> that is a conversation <laughs> that was had yes <laughs> you laugh but how many people do you know that is like i like pop punk and dwight schrute <laughs> like <laughs> so like I don't like that's like it's like conceivable I think the thing I just like took the most umbrage with is that they're just like exceptionally like I don't know I guess that's the young adult so you can't over criticize that you have to remember who it's made for I was gonna say that they're just like conventionally attractive people with sick interests exclusively that are like caricatures of it but it's like that's the point <laughs> so I shouldn't yeah, it's like the uh, what's the guy's name, Jonathan Green syndrome of like, 
My char each character is going to have one very specific eccentric trait to them, and that is how you know they are eccentric and cool. I do appreciate that Dash is like, I have a cool name, I wear cool clothes, I know all the boys in Shalabak. <laughs> like, he's like just exceptional cool, and she's like, I'm quirky. I'm teen Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> That's all I get. <laughs> yeah, she really is just missing the glasses, I guess, when you when you think about it. And no, the, she, yeah, but she's like an incredibly strong performer. She's like carrying that show. Oh, she yeah, no, she yeah. absolutely is. Yeah. Like I again, I I don't know how she is pulling off like she is walking a very fine line of uh, you know, being extremely unlikable and somehow like you are sympathizing with her and her journey is much more interesting than dash's i feel like yeah 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 well, dash is she's just pushing like, herself more and it's that, very clear that she's pushing herself more and i mean he's the well he's trying it's just he's has no interesting way to try yeah and that's the thing and I do th it's kind of cynical to it, less cynical yeah, I mean, like kind of like John said though, like we're 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 dunking on the show a bit, but it, again, it is well done, and it's almost kind of you're like frustrating with how well done this is for the budget and everything it had, and uh, when it was shot. I mean, Jupiter's Legacy is already canceled, and that had a two hundred million dollar budget. No, Jupiter's they Legacy. They canceled Jupiter. They canceled Jupiter's Legacy already. That should yeah, be it's already done. That's oh, just my, my OnlyFans. <laughs> no. That's not OnlyFans. That's no. Duramel. Oh, well, fine then. Fuck him. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Josh Duramel's <laughs> fine, too. Those two are actually indistinguishable from each other. You yeah, missed wasn't... a great Conan bit, then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that all... This Forbes, Forbes says $200 million. That seems right. insane. So I think that just goes to show you the right people involved with the right mindset can make something truly great without a lot of money. I think it's I think it's probably carried a lot by the I think the direction probably does the biggest favors for this show. I just think it's like very well staged consistently and what really well shot and that's probably how you get through the first episode. Because the first episode's a little rough. The first... Of, yeah. A little, little I, tough to figure out. I, I think that's a good point. I mean, I think it is like there is something very visually satisfying about it. Um, especially in that first episode with like the rows of books and just a couple other different shots that are like... It doesn't hurt your eyeballs, I guess, for lack of a better way to say it. Yeah. Like, but the yeah. pop up to the book and stuff is like pretty pretty mm. fun as like as far as like it's like the platonic ideal of like how a Hallmark movie could be made if it was made by people trying. Yeah, or like a more mainstream Wes Anderson. <laughs> is that a stretch? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I thought uh, I, I thought I, I thought I tried. I thought I tried. Jupiter's Legacy, and now it just felt like it could have been. It really just could have benefited from Paul Thomas Anderson taking it over. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, we, we the first episode's kind of tough, but I think what the first two episodes do really well, though, is backtracking over the other story without being overly repetitive. 
that, that one very thing much I hate, concerned me. Yeah. If there's yeah. one thing I hate, it's when the next episode follows all the foot, same footsteps as the first episode, and you just go, I already fucking watched this. Then you and have, I like, do not want to watch it again. Still felt fresh. You get the plot twist with Boomer. The Boomer plot Boomer. twist was good. I did that like... That was good. Because That's what I, made it. I literally had in my notes for the first episode, I was like, oh, Boomer missed... Boom, I wrote Boomer biffed it. Boomer don't biff. Uh, but then, yeah. Boomer t- bats a thousand. That was, that was a fun... That was a fun twist on that. I also, like... I mean, in terms of, like, New York stuff, the the power mad elf and boomer going in on him with the spu reference like that of course like every new york actor is like been on law and order at some point i think it's that's nice touches like that i i enjoyed in this show it was fun for him too because you could see his genuine interest in that guy and like oh boomers empathetic boomer is excited about little things and he even went back and put up that picture on his pizza honestly touched my heart i was like oh it was nice it was nice that's nice yeah (laughs) good little good little features good little good little moments it uh that one hit that one hit especially close to home because a family friend who was an actor i do think in la not new york though but their career peaked by being a dead body on csi which is i don't know better or worse than being a dead body in svu <laughs> tough to say tough to say well, i don't know one of those is still on the air this past spring i watched law and order svu for the first time in uh probably a decade because of the christopher maloney coming back on and that was interesting because i saw SV- so much svu before i ever saw oz when i saw christopher maloney and oz i was like this is not this is not okay with me initially. <laughs> Having a really hard time justifying what you're doing, Christopher. What do you guys think is up with Lily calling everyone in the neighborhood either a cousin or uncle? Because like, she's definitely not related to all these people. She's just that kind of girl, man. She's just very chipper. It's walking that fine line again between being endearing and insufferable. Uncle Sal's the man, though. She, she, uncle Sal does own. She is 2020 adorkable, something that no one has pulled off yet. It is adorkable for a new decade. Do we I need think, it though? That's this is the question. It's hard to say. At least she doesn't. <laughs> well, have, just, at, at least she well, doesn't play a musical instument. I think that's. I think that we, we know of. That we know right. of. Right. I yet. mean, who you, knows don't, who you, is don't, you don't. You don't. You don't know what her standalone TV project is going to be. Could involve a pan flute. She does carol, I suppose. I, what I really thought was gonna suck about this show was like beyond just having like a low tolerance for uh, this could only happen in this city, <laughs> but only three cities are the only cities things can happen in. It can only happen in New York, Chicago, or LA. Nothing could only happen in Boise. Um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> unless it's a great potato house. Yeah. But I guess you got Dublin yeah. too. Shit. Yeah. See exactly. Um, it's just like I really hate when movies are ple- movies or shows are really pleased with themselves, like mm. for being like this is a good premise, and that's like when this show started. Like when this started, I was like, it's gonna be so fucking pleased with itself for this. No that's passing that's bullshit. why I did that's why and I did it, not like Mayor of Easttown <laughs> for the record because I thought it was pretty fucking pleased with itself. It's like wow, look at these actors. We oh. got them talking like this, and wow, small town murder mystery. It's like yeah, okay. And the, oh, the the end of the end of Maravie's Town when it gets so pleased with itself with its like seven false endings. It's oh like yeah, God. that was a little. 
the last Ooh. episode was very bad. Spoilers. Oh, okay. well, I didn't tell you who, but it's yeah. going to fall send you a bunch. But, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> yeah, also the fruit is going to dunk on Mayor of Easttown. Fucking don't randomly make me feel bad for not liking pedophiles. Uh, that's a fucking weird take to put in your TV show. Like, that was like, it was like, it, it literally took that down. I'm like, this show's like a solid eight to like, this is a six. I didn't, I didn't really think about it from that perspective, but that's a good point. They're just like, boy, I hope, I hope they treat you better than we did. I'm just, I'm actually just looking, I'm looking at one of my notes here too. And it says the eccentric ant is fantastic dash Big pedo energy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when she was like, when she just straight tells him, it's like, well, I fuck a lot. Yeah. Don't worry, though. Not me. He's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> but yeah, like, this show's like remarkably not pleased with itself. And it like makes the focus on the characters, which I thought was pretty surprising. Because I was expecting legit garbage, and I was going to be mad at Chris for 45 minutes after being mad at my phone for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's again, I, I think there's a lot to like here. I uh, One of the other things I really enjoyed was the music in the show. It has um, kind of this fun score of, like, bells and xylophone, and then, like, the Christmas music it uses, I think it uses very effectively like the end where they use what's that song that they did in Bill Murray's Christmas Netflix special like and, the, the and that was NYC Pogues, uh, Fairy Tale of New York yes uh, which well is well done yes yes yeah that's the score struck me as very very good too yeah the gay brother and his gay uh, gay pal were tons of fun too they, they I, stand, I stand Benny oh yeah Benny it took me forever to figure out what the brother's name was because I feel like they don't say it. Like, they say it once at the start. Langston. Langston. Oh, Langston. Yeah, I only picked that up on second. So I actually watched this twice because I watched it while uh, Shoshana was gone. And then like while I was watching it, I was texting her. I was like, I really wish we were watching this together because I think you'd really like it. And then we watched it uh together because i was like i can't watch the next four episodes yet so i gotta i guess i'll just get my fix by rewatching these. i actually i actually texted autumn the same thing that was like i think you would very much enjoy this this is they must have said it had like a very good run on i guess bridgerton would be very expensive but just like just kind of like random netflix made shows in 2020 like the end of 2020 they just must have had a good crop of direction yeah and i feel like they've like whatever they're doing in the young adult side of things like is obviously working like you had those to all the boys i love movies which like the first one was pretty good and then i watched the second but which was okay and then i never watched the third and then they have those what's the other one the kissing booth movies which i've not seen but they seem to keep finding these little like young adult romances and then producing them fairly well good they'll need that for this for the upcoming stream war now that amazon own M- owns mgm yeah that will be wild and depressing um <laughs> <laughs> it won't be good it won't be good this might be the first young adult thing i've seen in a very long time uh... i'm just happy it didn't have a dystopia <laughs> <laughs> Only two teenagers get to celebrate Christmas every year. (laughs) 
We used to have Christmas before the virus. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we don't know My yet. My paw still... got stabbed with a peppermint spear. <laughs> I guess we don't know how this ends yet. It could turn into a young, <laughs> It could still dystopia. turn into the apocalypse, yeah. Yeah, you gotta yeah. think while they were wrapping up filming on this, things got things started to get ugly. Uh, <laughs> maybe they worked it in, maybe they didn't. I don't know. That's why New York's empty. These are they're actually just anti maskers. Dash and that's the issue with Dash and Lily. Hard, hard, young conservatives. <laughs> Hate masks. I mean they both they both live in extravagant apartments for new york so you know as soon as we started talking about them jokingly being anti-mask i did have an image in my head of dash aggressively arguing against a poorly paid employee about you can't make me wear a mask it's my body (laughs) oh no oh no dash is dash is dsa for sure (laughs) he is he is every person i've ever seen that's in the dsa The one thing that I thought, not exactly a flaw, because, like, the show needs to happen, but I did enjoy that they pretty much gave Lily's parents the flimsiest excuse to get out of the way of the novel, or the the show, of, like, (laughs) we didn't have a honeymoon, we're going to Fiji, goodbye, it's Christmas, but... We didn't have a honeymoon, so... Also, we decided not to tell you before Christmas. Yes, so... It's the worst communication in a family... (laughs) Listen, your mom and I know you're a weird little loser. You're not going to make plans anyways, knowing we're gone. Go knit a sweater. Bye. Tell Langston there's a pack of condoms. <laughs> Have fun. You won't need those. I can't, I can't express enough that you won't need those. Because you're a weird loser. The poor girl. Listening the- to Joni Mitchell. Oh my god, not, that song. Not weird us. punk shows. That song. It came back, didn't haunts it? Haunts us again, yes. We never knew of its existence. And then Robert Downey Jr. RDJ. showed its way into our hearts. And what McGill. show used it better, though? Um, oof. This one. I, right? I, I guess. I still don't really right? like the both, song at all. Both had so. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, the song's not... It doesn't that help that I don't think any of us have sought out to listen to that whole song by Joni Mitchell. I think we might. I, I, I haven't. I don't want to speak no. for you two. No. I the Robert Downey Jr. singing it. I was just like listening to the part of him. This is a weird song. This is a weird <laughs> Christmas Carol. I think we might have hit the only two times it was licensed in world history. Too. <laughs> well, remember the first time. Remember the first time we heard it. I think we all thought, "Wow, Robert Downey Jr. is going on a weird riff right now." And then I looked up the <laughs> lyrics. And I was like, "Oh, okay, Joni Mitchell, sure." Well, it's so weird too because, especially in this show, there's like this idea that, like, oh, people in the know know this song, and I'm just like, "Do they? Do they though?" That's the show being kind of full of itself. A little bit. Like, also, mm-hmm. just uh, just not to be not to be this person, but like no one's personality is that deep into Christmas. Like Chris really likes Christmas. Chris is a big Christmas guy. He would never. He does not go. He does not go that deep down the Christmas hole where he's like, I know every carol <laughs> verbatim. That's all I listen to in Christmas is carols. John, I got a whole Discord server that's going to disagree with you. I refuse. I, I'm not going to bury myself here. 
So, uh, do we have any predictions on where we think this is going to go from here? Okay, watch me. Watch me probably nail this. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, he's going to absolutely go see Sophia. Well, yeah, sure. There's four episodes left. I mean... Yeah, Lily's, Lily's going to find out about that. Mm. We're probably going to have a penultimate ep- episode about how she's mad about that. Mm. Who's going to die unexpectedly? Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> dark real dark it's anyway it's, it's new york either after that bit goes away uh, there'll be a pronouncement episode where they lily finds out about it he realizes he doesn't like sophia and she's still the same bad person and then Nobody he has dies. to chase lily downs and be like no one's gonna die brian everyone's gonna be fine it's a sorry adult. april's been rewatching game of thrones i'm on a weird mentality right now <laughs> And then uh, they're going to fucking have a weird New York City at fucking night kiss mm. in some snow. And then on December boom. 25th, that's her. Yeah, of course, uh, that's it. And then the show ends with her getting yeah. kissed because she had never been kissed. Could you imagine if this show ended on like the 26th? That fucking rule. That's how a lot of actually it's how most Christmas movies end is like something happened on the 25th. And now it's the 26th <laughs> and everyone it was either great or bad. The one weird thing, one of the weird things about this show that I thought was there's a lot of people wishing each other Merry Christmas pretty early before Christmas is going to happen. And I feel like, like, I feel like when we were in college, like, if we were leaving for winter break, like, yeah, we might wish each other a Merry Christmas. Like, see you later. Have a Merry Christmas. But, like, it seems like, like, for example, Uncle Sal comes by with the notebook and, like, they wish each other Merry Christmas. And then he shows up, like, two days later for the poker game. So, like, it just seems a little premature in a lot of instances. I mean, there are people like that, though. But, I, yeah, I guess they're not all like that. And no one in New York has yelled, fuck you, after someone wished someone a Merry Christmas. <laughs> so, if I'm to be it told... Is, it anything... is missing. It is almost <laughs> like New York's its own character. <laughs> yeah, you know, and they're not fulfilling the character. If you're not gonna yet. make a show about not New York yet. have someone yell "fuck you" at a passerby. <laughs> yeah, I guess we don't know where this goes yet. I am curious if they are gonna end up together, um, and I, the only reason I say that is because you have the boy at the Hollaback concert, the mean, the mean friendship bracelet boy who was there and like seemed to chase after her a little bit, and I want to see where that goes. I do not think he deserves a redemption arc. <laughs> I I do I think they were trying to portray him as being like still skeevy and still just like being like nerd girl I recognize I'm trying to fuck. I don't I wasn't getting the the vibe I was getting more was like that he's like you're so weird and he's then he's going to be like that's so cool like you know like he, like he's not completing the thought of like this like she keeps getting the weird from a negative place and like he might be pushing it from more of a positive space sure and he could be pushing it that way for his own nefarious goals you know how teenage boys are christopher i suppose (laughs) those rascally teenage i don't think he's coming back though you don't think he's coming i think he's coming i think he he doesn't he doesn't chase after her not to come back again he chased after her to run her into the cabin knock her boot off that's about it that I don't know how I feel about that context out of context. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're not going to do final judgments on this just yet because, hey, we're not done. 
But uh, are you guys leaning any particular way so far? I would buy all the stack in Dash and Lily being pretty good. Like, do you, Brian, do you see these hands? Do you see how they sparkle? They sparkle. No, you don't have a camera because despite two microchips in your arm, you're still paranoid about the government invading your space. I mean, that's not, I'm actually not really, not to like delve too deep, but like, I'm not as worried about the government as I'm random people. It's very easy to access a webcam. (laughs) Oh, all right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, But yeah, my hands. They're diamond because I'm holding this as good stock. It's a good show. It's like it's a better than expected show. It'll yes. probably remain better than expected unless L- Lily inexplicably ends up with the boy who tortured her in middle school. I believe I will probably continue to be charmed by it, but might never come back to it again. Oh no, I'll absolutely never watch this again. But it was oh, better okay. than expected. Yeah, like I was expecting this to be pain. Yeah, like when we had when we had to reschedule, I was hype because I had read the premise and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I don't have to watch this for another week." Right. <laughs> I was I was hoping I was hoping they would be a little bit older. Yeah, I think yeah, I think if they were in college, it, it, for some reason that just like strikes me as a little more plausible than what is happening now, but uh right. you know this is what we have and it, uh, it kind of feels like it, it it should be something that you you feel if they were in college it feels like your venn diagram of who you are in your demographic and their demographic overlaps a little bit more whereas i do feel like my demographic is going out of its way just to watch <laughs> this and yeah. I don't know how I feel about that still. Whereas, you know, you pick up something like Adventure Time, and for some reason, that's never getting out of my circle, baby. <laughs> DuckTales, bring it. You introduced Fuck David yeah, Tennant. And that's my hook. And, you know. DuckTales. Fuck. Can the next podcast just be about DuckTales? Uh, well, maybe when we get to season three, there are a couple of... Uh, there are at least... There are at least two Christmas DuckTales episodes of the new, of the reboot DuckTales. Chris, did you watch the video I sent you where it's the DuckTales intro, but they never say tails? I'm duck. <laughs> oh. No, I thought you said duck. the one you, the one you. Woo-hoo. Oh, I, I think I misinterpreted what that video was, and so I didn't watch it. <laughs> watch it. Okay. John, I'm sending it to you. I'm sending it to you. <laughs> okay, thank you. I, that sounds fun. Yeah. It is fun. It's like Paper Planes by MIA, but every gunshot is a musket. So (laughs) the poo, pew, pew, pew is four minutes of a guy shooting and loading a musket. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very fast reload on a musket. Uh, Oh, it's great. (laughs) It's great. Well, I'm also optimistic that this will, will end on a high... A high tier of uh, of things we watched, and a nice mirror to the lows that we experienced last Christmas in July. This is like legitimate. I know we just spent a lot of time dunking at it and pointing out flaws because that's who we are. Uh, but like, this is very legitimately close to the best thing we've watched. I think for the oh. podcast. Yes, I think it's a little unfair to say just because we are watching it in its entirety, and part of the challenge of. Sure. Our podcast is the one-off episodes, but I I also have a very 
similar feeling of like yeah this is very enjoyable <laughs> right but the and, caveat being this whole show is about christmas and their engagement with christmas where the other shows we watch are about other things that have christmas in one episode this is this is very yeah, true. yes this is very christmas but i also focus but i hate christmas more than that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, also, yeah. Do you guys think you're more of a dash or more of a lily? Well, I, oh, I'm, much... I'm, 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 un, I'm unsufferable for the wrong reasons. I'm a dash. <laughs> I'm a boomer. <laughs> you actually are a boomer. Isn't yeah, you actually. But are. would you be as good? But would you be as good of a friend as to hide the secret to prolong the game? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I, hell I, 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 I could buy that. I could buy that. I would. Yeah. I think I would struggle to be that good of a friend. I'd be like, "Listen, she's pretty good looking. All right, man. Like, you're gonna be fine. Just like play it out. <laughs> play out the game." <laughs> no, it's in a in a way, it's like that time I convinced April to watch one more episode of Game of Thrones on her first rewatch, and she's like, "Are you sure? Like, we were gonna go out and get breakfast?" And I was like, "Yeah, we're not doing anything. You know, let's just go for it." And then that next episode turned out to be the Red Wedding. I kept no. that to myself and oh. did a good job with it. And I too would keep the secret. I have I have the issue where I have a partner who does not want if I've seen a piece of media, she wants me to describe it in its entirety while she is watching it, <laughs> which is kind of terrible. <laughs> it's kind of not not a fun way to watch a movie, but it's also like, hey man, it's what sparks joy. <laughs> I, I gave April the option. While Shoshana and I were watching this, I think it was like the second, whenever they, it must have been the second episode where they first mentioned Mrs. Basilee. Shoshana was like, oh, like from the mixed up files of Mrs. Basilee. And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, that's going to do it for part one. But come back on July 25th as we wrap up the last four episodes of Dash and Lily. Until that time, you can always rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Now is a great time to do it as we uh, kind of officially are starting our upswing into our actual on-season. I guess we have our off-season and we have our on-season. Uh, so now yeah, be- we're in, we're in we- voluntary workouts right now. Do the other stuff, the socials and the YouTube, Yuletide TV at gmail.com and all those things and uh yeah we'll see you guys in july for the second part a two-part podcast not just like baywatch where we did two parts in one two parts of an episode part podcast so until then i've been chris i've been brian still john thanks for listening we're glad you're still alive oh i'm real glad i wrapped i have to pee so bad Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com and Joy to the World provided by freexmasmp3.com.